Ancestral Lineage Clearing with Ariane Thomas. Clients are saying, I was given the key to this lifetime. My sole purpose, I loved the reading. The energy shift was profound. Follow Ariane on social media. Scan and set an appointment today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Tucson, Arizona is Felicia Searcy. Woo, and it's her birthday today, so everybody say happy birthday. There we go. We are going to have a fun conversation today, and we're going to get into some really awesome things on Revelation because, hey, it's a revolutionary day, she tells us. So it's it's a day to be remembered, and what? better way to remember it with is with this beautiful guest we have to share with today. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Beverly. Really good to be here. Yeah, Nicole's going to read a short bio so the audience has a little bit of information about you. So go ahead, Nicole. All right. So about Felicia, her per. This is her passion to empower you to discover and express your best self as you create the life you love. She's an award-winning transformational coach, international speaker, author, and minister who has helped thousands create a path for living their dream life. For over 20 years, Felicia has worked with people from all walks of life who are seeking the spiritual side of success. As a highly sought after international speaker, she has shared the stage with powerhouse leaders like international speaker Mary Morrison, founder and CEO of eWoman Network, Sandra Yancey, and international motivational speaker Les Brown. Felicia's proven dream activation code helps folks just like you accelerate your results as you create a richer, more fulfilling life. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Thank you, Nicole. Really good to be here. Well, that's quite the bio. You've been <laughs> with some pretty awesome people. I know all of them, and they are so amazing. These women that are are in these um, events and their businesses that they put together to really help women in the world to have their voice and to speak up and get that confidence and get it out there. It's just so amazing and wonderful to see that. And most of our audience is women, you know, that are looking in that entrepreneurship and wanting to become, you know, aware and out there in that world of wisdom. And so everything that you're doing is so powerful. And there was something that was mentioned in that bio on the activation code. What is an activation code? <laughs> it's a great question, Beverly. So uh, uh, here's the thing that I want all of us to know. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I just did a live, you know, as we shared it, it is my birthday today. And the thing I want everybody to know is um, I want you to receive three gifts. And this has to do with the dream activation code. First gift is the gift of life that every single one of us has been given this amazing opportunity to come into this 3D form. Um, that uh, we didn't put ourselves here. You know, we didn't wake ourselves up this morning. We can't even take one breath on our own. That something divine 
saw that there was a void and that the only way to fill the void was through each one of us individually, that each one of us brings our own individual, unique presence, gifts, influence, impact. Now, second gift, and this um, uh, goes along with the dream activation code. The second gift that every single one of us have been given is this unprecedented capacity to create at will. Every single one of us has been given what Napoleon Hill calls the most potent, miraculous, inconceivable, powerful force that the world has ever known, which is our imagination. All creation starts in the imagination. It is the point of origin for everything. Now, that by itself is a gift. But the, like the sub-gift with that is that we actually have the ability to consciously choose these images that we show in this faculty of our imagination. We can understand that conceptually, but very few people have really taken the time and energy and resources to understand how to have literally dominion over our imagination, where we guide our imagination based on gift number three, which I'll get to here in a second, which again has to do with the dream activation code. Most people are influenced by what's going on in their world um, and they allow that to direct their imagination. But when we receive gift number three, which is our dream, that is life force energy seeking a richer, freer, fuller expression through you and by means of you in the form of your heart's desire. And that you see that your dream, that the gift that you've been given is the invitation from universal intelligence to unlock this creative capacity, unlock this imaginative capacity, our capacity to create it at will as we live the gift of life. Now you're living according to how you are meant to live. And so what I did was that I created, you know, years of my own research in terms of my study and uh, reflection, you know, the evidence in my life and the hundreds of people I've had the honor of working with directly, watching them unlock this power. I put together a very simple, not easy formula to take these three gifts, unlock their um, um, their power, unlock their richness, their abundance, and put it in service to a life that you love. And so there's a whole process that I walk people through in order to be able to unlock these gifts and live the life that every single one of us was designed to live. Oh, wow. That's fabulous. One thing for sure is my imagination doesn't need unlocking because it's wild and all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there are people in my life that can reel me back down and say, okay, let's focus in certain areas because I'll just continue to keep on going off and off and off, right? And so that third gift, you know, and, and again, that's dreams. And I've caught myself on numerous occasions where I lost sight of what my dream was, yeah. which then I lost my identity. And that to me was a tragic event, you know, where it put me in a state of depression and actually on the edge of suicide when I was like 24 years old. And it was, it, it was just so extreme. And I, I guess because I am either at this end of the chart or at that end of the chart, there was nothing in the center here and, and, the, and the pendulum was way out of control. So to be able to recognize that and to bring myself back into that realization of what is my dream 
and how do I fulfill that? And really getting in touch with that higher consciousness, that, that, that entity, that being, that energy, you know, whatever, you know, there's so many different names that we can call it, but to be able to have that direct line of communication, put me back on track, you know, and, you know, my life started changing when I started following my dream again, and putting all of the crazy stories that were going around in my head behind me. And it's not always an easy thing. So when you're working with clients, you know, what are some of the challenges, some of the big challenges that you see happening, you know, over and over again? Can you share some of that with us? Yeah, that's a great question, Beverly. You know, I, I, first and foremost, um, the thing that I had to stare down myself first, right? You know, because I too share a very similar story in terms of, um, you know, hit a point early 20s. Um, when life just felt lost and desperate and um, came from a background, came from a background where dreaming was a really dangerous thing, right? To, to get your head too high above, um, you know, whatever that boundary was, it just wasn't safe. And so, um, and um, my world was not safe. And so my imagination was rampant with images images of danger and, um, um, you know, staying below the radar. And, and I too hit a point where it just, you know, if this is all there is to life. I don't know that I want to go on. And, and I, I, as a kid, I always was able to dream bigger. You know, I, I had that ability as you shared, you know, that somewhere along the line, you lost your dream. Um, I don't know that we lose our dream more that we get sucked into the, uh, the common hour thinking, you know, using the words of Henry David Thoreau of what's possible and what's not possible and looking at our world, looking basically at an archeological dig of what is reasonable to expect out of life. And I think it's when we give ourselves permission to acknowledge when we hit the wall, right? When we hit that place of despair, we you know, like you really begin to question. I mean, I, I remember really beginning to question whether or not I wanted to go on. And, you know, and I, I kind of giggle because I came from a, uh, a spiritual tradition where it was a sin to commit suicide. And if you committed suicide, then you didn't, you weren't buried in the cemetery. And for whatever the reason, that was really important to me to be able to be buried on the other side of the fence. And, you know, literally I had this image of, you know, digging a hole on the wrong side of the fence. So to speak. That is so funny because I, I, you know, I had that same background that, you know, it was, it was um, not so much, you know, the, the, the sin of being, you know, uh, of uh, suicide. It was, suicide was more acknowledged than uh, divorce, you know, I mean, so these crazy things that yeah. are, that are put into our heads back then. And, and when you start to expand from that, it's like, what, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Right. So thank yeah. you for so much for sharing that because, you know, it, it really does make a difference, you know, when you can start to move yourself out of it, it's, it's as though you've got to hit bottom to be able to start that climb up and out of the rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it. Right. And that, and that, that depth of darkness and say, well, if I am going to continue my existence here, 
then something has to change. And the only person that can change it is Houston that's living in this meat suit, shall we say, right? Yeah. And, and really start living that for the self. You know, and that was kind of the message that I finally got delivered to me is, is to live your life for you and your kids, right? Because I had three little ones and, and they became my driving force. Yeah. Well, and, and, and along with that, right, understanding, um, you know, being in that place. And here's the thing that I appreciate about what you're doing, Beverly, you know, you and Nicole, is that people don't have to hit that point of uh, questioning whether or not they even want to be here, right? That there's a, um, you don't have to go that deep, that I think what's happening is that we're in a state of evolution. We're able to notice the subtle signals before you hit that place of desperation where you're really beginning to question whether or not you even want to be here. And wherever you are, you know, whatever state uh, you get that signal, like, oh my gosh, there's got to be more to this. It's that, it's that recognition that there's something so much greater waking you up and moving through you and inviting you to discover more of who you are created to be. And so, you know, the, the question that you asked me was, you know, where's, where's the sticking point, so to speak, you know, what is it that people struggle with in order to be able to step into this vision, this dream, this, this desire to want to live something more expansive and actually want to make a bigger impact and I think first and foremost, it's having the courage to even ask the most powerful question that you can ask, which is, what would I love? You know, when people hear that, they get all warm and fuzzy, but to understand the courage and the vulnerability that's required to really be able to hear, you know, tap into that universal intelligence, be able to feel in, uh, the expansive nature of life moving through you. And to be able to acknowledge that there really is something so much bigger and bolder and more expansive seeking expression through you. It's one of the most difficult things that people can do is really hear, what is it that I would really love? What is it that I really want? Not only hear it, but then own it, receive it, and then build a life around it. So the first step is giving yourself permission to be able to hear what is it that is seeking to come alive through me? What is it that I, I would really love? And so, um, you know, uh, that's the starting point. And it's actually one of the most difficult things that we can do. Oh, definitely. And, and I'm glad you said that because that is so true is giving that self permission. Oh my gosh. And, and then just surrender to what no longer serves purpose so that you can expand on what your purpose is and finding that purpose. And you mentioned a word that was really something for me that was a challenge to get over was vulnerable. You know, I, in, in the early uh, 80s, I had taken a civil mind control class, right? And one of the things was learning how to become vulnerable, you know, and, and we had paired up. And we had to look the other person in the eye, you know, and drop all guards and say, I give myself permission to become vulnerable for you to look into my soul, right? And I can remember starting to say, and I couldn't even say the word, okay, I give myself permission to be blah, 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 blah. And it, it wouldn't even come out. But, you know, it, 
after so many times of that, all of a sudden it became easy and I could say that and I could let my guard down, you know, because yeah. we, we are protective, right? We, we protect yeah. because we don't want to go through some of that pain and we don't want to go through some of the other stuff. But once I got past that, it was so much easier to forgive myself, right? Mm -hmm. And forgive others and to really start that journey into the whole meta metaphysical realm on a level of of that dream world and that ident you know identification of really the nuts and bolts of all that this soul is that's having this experience here you know so when you can really pay attention right to who you are and what you're doing yeah. It, it it makes it a lot easier to come across. And thank you so much for sharing because Nicole and I are on this journey here to have a guest on that can help our listeners learn from our challenges and things. And we're not so different from anyone else that's out there in the world. And when we can learn from others' challenges or others' mistakes, it gives us the one up. Now, if you have to feel it and you really think that that's what you got to go through, well, by all means, do it. But it's not necessary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying that the journey's not necessary or the pain's not necessary? The, the pain of the journey's not necessary, that you don't have to yeah. have those experiences to go through those difficulties and challenges, you know, and let them drag out. You can just, you know, the outcome is like, okay, they exist in my life, but I don't have to drudge through them. All I have to do is focus on what the outcome of someone who has already gone through it and just surrender and know that there's light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train hitting you head on, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Beverly. You know, and, and, and anytime that we're in that, you know, dark night of the soul, so to speak, right? Um, when life does feel uh, challenging and, you know, as we shared earlier, so often that's the jumping off point for your transformation. Um, it's an invitation. It's an opportunity to really go deeper into in, your awareness that there really is a divine presence at work in our life, um, that, uh, um, that we truly are connected to a source that knows all things and that there is no situation or condition that's bigger than the power that's breathing us. And when, when, when we are able to be in those situations and tap into that stream of intelligence, that's where all wisdom resides, right? That's where all uh, um, guidance is originating from. Um, and, and that's where we then get guided on how to use this remarkable uh, uh, instrument of our imagination. It's coming into the awareness of how loved and cherished we are gives us the courage to be able to see things differently. You know, one of the things that I've noticed with people, people often talk about when they have a dream, you know, here's the thing that's going to stop me, my fear. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. Uh, you know, those two things are, are relevant. But the thing that I have discovered that will stop people in their tracks quicker than anything is the avoidance of disappointment. People will do anything to avoid being disappointed. And so they, they contain themselves. They play small. They keep it safe. They do what they think that they can do. 
but when we develop a relationship, you know, that sense of communion and companionship with the very power that wove us into existence, and you understand that the dream is the gift from this divine intelligence, which means everything required is here, that you're receiving everything required to bring that dream into three-dimensional uh, uh, manifestation. Now you're willing to dream into something. You know, again, back to that word vulnerable, be vulnerable to this power, be vulnerable to a dream and stare down the risk of disappointment, knowing that there may be moments that don't work out. But ultimately, when you're tapped into these universal laws and you're tapped into this uh, universal intelligence moving through you, that nothing is withheld from us. Nothing's withheld from us that we are exactly percent provided for and so you you you're you become less afraid of disappointment and uh, uh more present um in eager anticipation with an expectation of it working out the way that it's it's uh this or something even better still because there's a divine presence that works through you in the form you know as it's working through your imagination right and that disappointment it's like, let's just kind of reframe that. That disappointment is just an opportunity that says, hey, you got off the beaten track. Get back over here where you belong because there's something even greater. So you should actually embrace that disappointment. It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of got lost in this bright, shiny object that's not really serving me. Get, get back over here, right? And, and work it out that way because there's always something in the divine order of things that are a greater expression of the things that we're not faced with, you know, and, and to really understand that journey. And that's what makes the journey an adventure. Because you know what, if you didn't jump off the cliff and catch the right drift, right? Hey, you go jump off another cliff and catch the drift and head and soar, you know? Yeah. Or it's, you know, the same cliff, but there's a, there's a learning curve right? That there's, right. you know, we're talking about uh, revolution, evolution at the beginning, that the purpose of your dream is to help you wake up and develop more of who you are created to be, that you, we have this unlimited capacity. We are these amazing beings. We can get it conceptually, but the, the dream is the means by which the universe wakes you up to that. And so there's a process with that, right? There's a learning process. And so we're not going to come out of the gate being perfect at this new iteration of our life, at this new iteration of who we are. You know, you talked about identity, that we literally have to zip ourselves into a new identity. And so there's going to be that learning curve. There's going to be those times when you attempt to do something new and you trip and you fall. And as adults, it's like, oh my gosh, this is a sign. I'm not supposed to be doing this. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's your learning process. It's a learning curve that you're not going to know how to do your dream uh, in the beginning. And it's that's the be fun of it, right? It's the it. not knowing and the adventure to step into it. Oh, Felicia, this has just been such a treat and an honor. Just we could talk for months on this. I mean, it's continuous because it's just so fascinating. But for now, we're going to take a short break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and then Nicole is going to move into what you had mentioned earlier, that dark night of the soul. Yeah. So, Nicole, let's take that break and come back. Ancestral Lineage Clearing with Ariane Thomas. Clients are saying, 
I was given the key to this lifetime. My sole purpose, I loved the reading. The energy shift was profound. Follow Ariane on social media. Scan and set an appointment today. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Felicia calling in from Tucson, has been sharing some absolutely divine morsels of wisdom. And now Nicole has some questions for you. So, Nicole, take it away. Well, Felicia, you know, this is an amazing conversation for me, and I know it is for Beverly. The, the energy that you bring here is, is truly amazing. And it's not just all lovey-dovey unicorns and rainbows, which we all want. But me, I am that kind of underworld dark night of the soul. And you hit that nail on the head for me already ahead of time. And, and I kind of sit in my seat and I'm like, okay, yes, those trips we need to take. And it doesn't mean we have to be in that fear constantly, but it means that if we live our life and we live with passionate purpose and we understand that we're emotional beings, we're meant to be happy and excited, and we're meant to be sad and sometimes a little bit angry to show our expressions. It just means that we're human and that there are things that hurt us, but there are things that, that make us happy. And we need to mark those kind of time stamp, that, that point of our life to get where we're at. What was that for you coming into this with that moment that you've already shared in your family where you weren't allowed to dream, but yet someday you woke up and you said, hey, I'm Felicia and I'm meant to be this divine being and I'm going to take on this guidance. And what was that point for you to say, wow, because it's a little rocky. I know when I decided to do that, it was a little rocky to say, oh my gosh, I can be better than this and I can embrace my soul. What's that like for you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, as I shared earlier, there really was a point where I was debating uh, whether or not to stay on the planet. Um, and, and it, you know, it's such a cliche and there's a reason why it's a cliche, right? That when the, uh, the student's ready, the teacher will appear. Um, it, it's, that, it's, like, it's that moment when the door is open, the portal's open and you're in that state of awareness that it's open, that you um, are willing. I was willing um, and desperate to be able to reach through it. And so um, for me, it was it was a uh, it was a moment of deep recognition, and and an awareness that um, not only could it be different, but that there was a power that wanted it to be different through me and for me, and so I don't know that it was so much rocky for me as it was just this deep sense of relief. It was just this. It was the cellular recognition of okay that may have been my normal but it's not natural this is natural and and it was you know I was 22 years old and I'll never forget where I was and it was from that point on that I dedicated my life to understanding the power that each one of us was given and to understand the power that was moving through me to dedicate to devote I love the word devote you know that there was a devotion 
to um, um, building out a relationship with this life force energy, never looked back. I never looked back. And it, it was in that point where I realized that I also had a stewardship to help other people discover it as well. It's like we become accountable, right? For when we have discovered it, it's we become accountable to other people and helping them discover it as well. And that and that's beautifully said because that is that stewardship and how we serve. It's not how we are a servant to others. It's how do we serve others to put them up, uh, all of us together on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Not just one of us, but as we all rise up. It's not forcing each other like a plunger, right? You know, you're forcing people to, to, to come with you uh, because it's not a pleasant trip, but you are allowing them and accepting them and they are accepting of you. And that, that moment where you take that on and you say, hey, and, and you said, hey, I am ready to embrace this. I, I, I am devoted to myself and I am devoted to that spirit and, and that divineness. And that's what we're here for is to move up into that, right? And to rise up. You know what? And, and, it, you know, and, and I'll be the one to say, it. hey, if they don't want to come, okay. There's only so much room sometimes. And I want to help people up, but sometimes we have to understand in our environment, uh, my thing's really very much leadership and self-leadership. Mm -hmm. It's the awareness that not everybody wants to be there. We can't force them. Mm -hmm. And we can't take them all with us. But if they want to come, there's a seat for them, right, in that car, and we can all drive together. But it's it's allowing that change, and it's allowing that movement, and it's in the allowance of us to say, hey, I'm going to look outside my jar, and I'm going to see what's really outside of here, and take that full uh, uh, 360 view into that. And that's in that wisdom as the mentorship, where you're like, hey, you know what, I am ready to, to devote myself to myself, to others, and, and to share that, you know, and, and, and that, that's what rises. Uh, that's what makes you rise up to that, right? You become that cream right now. You're rising to the top. And, and here's the thing. Everybody will come along at some point in time. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's an impossibility to leave people behind. It just may take some people longer than others, right? But we're all, we're wired to wake up to the reality of who we are. Right. It's built into the design. And so right. uh, it may not happen in this lifetime. It may not happen in a 3D form, right? But it will happen. That Well, right, 100, 100%. But it's sometimes when we, uh, when we want to move forward, we realize what is there. And, and that's okay when they're ready. And that's that understanding. It's when they're ready. You you shouldn't always carry them and have that as a burden. You want to make it, and it's supposed to be easy. You mentioned that before that it it is simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, and and I and I like that because it's it's things are meant to be simple. And once we find the simplicity in it, know that that journey isn't easy, but it's it's simple. So there's you know if you do a little bit every day you get a little better, right? You know, you cross more things off your list and you start to succeed and you shake out that imposter syndrome and you realize that my perfection is not your perfection mm -hmm. and that I can move forward in that and that we can all 
reach that. You know, uh, the other thing is I want to pivot a little bit to we have the the new moon coming up and I always like to look at the cycles and 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 say, you know what, when the new moon basically in, in the simplest form represents allowing and bringing into our lives and and moving forward when you know the the full moon we release things and let it go cleaning out our closets a good thing you know um trying starting a new detox or something like that because we're getting rid of what we no longer need or what is toxic to us but in the new moon we bring in these beautiful wonderful things when people want to move forward and they're ready to bring in a little bit into their life or maybe they're ready for the whole thing they're ready to open up and be that beautiful vessel and and bring everything on in and fill their cup what would you say for people to just at this time when they're starting to change and pivot and they start to see that that divine light they're ready to move forward what what is that now you know mentally in that state what's that journey look like or is it different for everybody I think that there's a process. I think that there's elements that are different for everybody and, and there's a basic formula, you know, and, um, um, you know, I have my own words for it, but, you know, universal law is universal law, right? And, and we're always working with law and there's a process of working with law. And so I think the first place to start is people are waking up um, and becoming aware that there's something more. Go back to what I uh, shared earlier, is to be in that question, to really start working with, it. it's the most profound, holiest, powerful of all questions that we can ask, which is, what would I love? Understanding that it is love itself seeking expression. And so to just begin to, to, when you realize who you really are as this breathtaking, amazing divine being that was created with indescribable power to create, and, and you're, you're beginning to remember who you really are to then start with, all right, so how does this life force energy want to express through me? And, and the way that you know that is by paying attention to what brings me most alive. What is it that I light up in the presence of? And so just to begin to work with the question, what would I love? What would I love with my health? What would I love in a particular relationship? What would I love to do in terms of sharing my gifts, my talents, my capabilities? What would I love? What would I love to do with my time? What would I love to do with my money? Realizing that you're in conversation with the force of love itself. That would be the place to start. Start giving yourself permission to really notice what is it that I would really love? Absolutely, absolutely. And loving that and loving this time that we are here embracing one another in 360. And that's the wisdom of us. And that's what we bring forward in this show is to gain that wisdom and to open up to that wisdom and to bring in that love and to move forward and be recreated and again, reborn. Uh, to our new lives. And I'm going to let Beverly come back in because, you know, again, this is a great conversation, but we have a limited time with you. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. Wow. <laughs> Just, uh, I didn't think it was going to get any better than it did on the first half, but it did. And that's refreshing. You know, it's like, it is all about that becoming that best you that you can be and to really focus on that. And every day, as Nicole said, one little baby step at a time, right? Mm -hmm. And then that simplicity does become easier. Mm 
when we do that surrendering, right? And uh, oh my gosh, it's just been such a pleasure. Yeah, I, what I would love for you to do, Felicia, is share for the audience once again what you shared at the very beginning when you gave those three steps. Yeah, three gifts that we've three all gifts. been given. Three gifts. The gift of life. Life is not something to endure. Life truly is a gift. The gift of uh, being able to create it well, that every single one of us has this just indescribable capacity to create, and we can create intentionally, we can create it well. And then the gift of our dream, that that is how we unlock our capacity to create and live this life, this gift of life that we've been given. So the gift of life, the gift uh, to create, and the gift of your dream. Oh, that is just so powerful. And that is something that everyone can take with them because we do it unconsciously every day, all day long, you know, and now it's just to become aware of the God-given gifts that we have and put them into use in a manner in which we've kind of suppressed and just whew, expand you know, open up, become aware, become awakened, and move into that power of who we are and have the courage to take that first step. And if you're on the fence a little bit, Felicia's information here and her contact information is available with the video and with the audio. So don't be afraid. Seek her out. All you got to do is it's a click of the button. It's right there for you. And oh gosh, Felicia, we definitely are going to have to have you back again and talk more on this subject because it's so intriguing and so enlightening and expansive. But I want to thank you so much again for being here today. And thank you, Nicole, for joining us as well. And thank you, audience. And let us know what you liked about this conversation. Comment with us and subscribe to our channel. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Ancestral Lineage Clearing with Ariane Thomas. Clients are saying, I was given the key to this lifetime. My sole purpose, I loved the reading. The energy shift was profound. Follow Ariane on social media. Scan and set an appointment today.